Good afternoon and welcome to the council, everybody. I'm your host, Charlie Pacello. Boy, it's been uh, just a week since we've been together. Can you believe it? So much has happened. Uh, I'm so excited to be able to share this show with you today here at KUHS Radio TV Denver. We are broadcasting live, live here in the beautiful city of Denver, Colorado, all across the nation and all around the world. Uh, we are being listened to by so many people. We thank you, each and every one of you who tune into this show. Uh, you've taken it from uh, was just a, a small idea that uh, was offered to me about four and a half years ago, about a little over four years ago, and now it's uh, blossomed into something that's really incredible. And I and I appreciate every one of you. And we strive here on the council to bring you the best shows and to be a council of all peoples. Uh, to allow people to come together in a format that allows us to be able to talk about the things that are important, uh, the issues uh, in uh, meaningful ways, and to be able to speak of the truth about things and to speak about the hope and the, uh, and the openness and the love that's available to everybody, um, and also to be able to see what we can do as a community and together to be able to lift each other up uh, out of the pain and despair and hopelessness that we often find ourselves in when we're experiencing any kind of trauma or distress, uh, and also to give you insight into the mysteries of life that uh, you may not know anything about, and this might be the only format or the place that you come to to listen to. And those of you who uh, listen on our podcast, we thank each and every one of you. We've got uh, listeners from all around the globe. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we are here at the KUHS TV radio platform broadcast stream. We are broadcasting to so many different people, and our reach continues to grow beyond our wildest aspirations. We have so many amazing VDJs and personalities and people that are here that are really inspiring others to uh, have a better life. And so tune in uh, to all of our different VDJs and radio programs. It's a great staff. We had a staff party here last week, uh, last Friday, and it was so great to be able to uh, share that with everybody and to meet everybody and uh, just remarkable people that we have at this station. And so tune in. Uh, our mission is to bring quality programming and that reflects the diversity of our staff and to have honest, grounded, authentic conversations about the many, many issues we confront as our society and community. KUHS stands as a beacon of hope in a world filled with trust or filled with fear, distrust and separation. And we strive to bring our city, our nation and our world together by providing a platform where we celebrate our commonalities, our goodness and our humanity. Well, folks, I wouldn't be here if, uh, if this person who I'm about to introduce, uh, I hadn't met her in my life. She uh, was uh, uh, one of those people that come in right at that moment uh, uh, that can really make a difference. And she certainly made a difference in my life and uh, continues to be a part, a meaningful part of my family. And uh, she is um, pioneering in the, in the energy healing mystical, intuitive, and the pathways of being able to uh, bring rituals and ceremonies and modern rites of passage to people. And we also have uh, another guest along with her as well. It's Dr. Sarah Larson, who is a venerated and esteemed guest of ours here at the council. And, uh, and Helen Limbaugh Samuels. So welcome both of you to the show. Yay, Charlie. I'm so 
excited to be here and I'm so excited to introduce a modern elder. Helen Samuels is among the rare group of individuals. She's so courageous, her social entrepreneurship. She's been changing the way the world views solutions in our environments and social changes and most importantly, cultural preservation. Mm. It's an amazing thing to have. She's been dedicated her life to at least 35 years in living in Mexico and bringing the culture of Mesoamericas as well as all over. Um, I can't wait to introduce her even more. Helen Samuels, I'm so excited that you're here, love. Thank you, thank you. Uh, can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you, Helen. Absolutely. Oh, and you've got that. Yeah, you're right. I wonder what button to push. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to push any button. It, it will actually, that's the magic that we figured out here, how to be able to bounce back and forth. So just, you know, uh, both of you, if you wouldn't mind, uh, Helen, just introduce yourself a little bit. And then also I would love for Dr. Sarah to be able to introduce herself to our audience that hasn't seen her in a while. And uh, just to kind of give a context of where you're coming from and a, a little bit about your background. Okay, uh, to begin with, uh, I've had an extraordinary life mm. because I was uh, born in, in the middle of a war. I became hyperactive, ADD, and blah, blah, blah. As, um, the, and my mother uh, was working for the Associated Press. So I was right in the heat of it all. And um, my parents uh, were able to guide me with love, compassion, joy, and understanding. And I had a big imagination and a practical mother. And so uh, I didn't go. I did go off off um, my my track. So and and so I I I've been incredible things. I've actually been. A Mayan priestess, I'd never believe that myself, but it happened. You know, I've, I've been uh, in the early days I, with all the people after we moved to Mexico, uh, we, we, we um, had all the people come to our house because it was the time of the uh, scare, all the movie people would be so out because they're communist. They wanted to well, can, I, can I interject <laughs> just for a second? Helen grew up in an era, the McCarthy era, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and her mom working for Associated Press, they were told either they had to conform or um, I don't know exactly how that story goes, but it's they went from living in the States working for Associated Press to being free in Mexico. Mexico offered them this refuge go ahead helen oh, I, I just, what happened was is that they came and knocked on our door we were living in sausalito with a lot of uh people that were you know just um i forget the name of them but um we, we were living there and they came and said that they had to go to the congress to tell all the friends names and everything else and my dad said, well, that is an un-American activity. And I, I refused to participate. It's a very un-American activity, exactly. <laughs> so so, he's, so yeah. my, my mother had worked with Diego Rivera, one of the greatest muralists of Mexico, uh, when she was younger. And he says, if you ever want a scholarship, just take it up. He says, 
that night. Gloria, I think we'll pick up the scholarship, throw the kids in the car, and we went to Mexico. And that's how I was raised in Mexico in an incredible historical time frame. It's amazing. It's fantastic. And we're going to get into the, the, the travels and the journeys and the, and the, and the, and the passage, the, the, the modern rite of passage that you are taking people on. But I would love for Dr. Sarah to share a little bit about you yeah, to our audience I again. Because it. <laughs> we get to do this and we get to intersect in the most incredible way. I, I am a doctor to doctors, a mentor to mentors, and I started off with having near death experiences. And so I see myself as a comedic guide. <laughs> we can't be laughing about it now or bringing bliss about in the environment that you haven't mastered yourself mm -hmm. and so we we right you i we the planet all of us are bridges bridges between the pain the trauma the way it was and wow the next way that we can activate initiate and celebrate mm -hmm. humanity and all that we're here to create so i love that i get to be your mentor at times charlie that um you are now my brother of yes. um, a different mother and i'm so grateful for that and i get to lead retreats and i'm so excited for this next journey that we're taking to mexico and to truly bring forward the necessity of rituals and ceremony mm -hmm. and daily, daily connection with the earth, with your heart, with the cosmos, and with what truly is important to you. Mm -hmm. And so thank you for having us on this show, Charlie. It's, it's, I'm a huge fan of yours, of KUHS Denver, and all... <laughs> <laughs> All of the great work that's coming through, the teaching, the work, the uh, um, reconnecting over and over again. Well, that's what we're trying to do here is to reconnect. We're trying to be able to be a bridge to others so that they can really connect and understand. I mean, even like last night, we had, uh, I mean, a, a solar eclipse. I mean, it was one of the longest solar <laughs> eclipse, partial solar eclipses. Lunar eclipse. It was a lunar, a lunar eclipse. That's right. It was a lunar eclipse. I love the lunar eclipse. Yeah. This is so important, right? If you're tuned into yourself, and Charlie, it's, we, we do have a solar eclipse coming. And right now in a full moon, um, the Greek temples, the places that you lead retreats to mm -hmm. during these sacred times, it opens up an aspect of yourself connected to something greater mm -hmm. than yourself. Mm -hmm. And so the lunar eclipse allows you to open up and you're meant to be in your home or create boundaries around yourself mm -hmm. during the lunar eclipse. Which I think is great because you know what, and it also helps us to shed different things as well. Because, you know, we're, I mean, there's such a powerful reset that's happening. And I'm sure, um, you know, we've, we've talked about it on the show, and I'm sure you've shared it with the, the people, you, the groups that you lead as well. But there's this feeling of shedding off layers that is going on. And with these different, you know, um, uh, astrological events that are happening, they're all kind of tuned into that. And if we can tune ourselves to that, 
we can really gain the maximum benefit from it. I mean, and, and so it's just being aware of it. You know, it's not, it is. It's amazing psych or, or uh, astrological, phys uh, physical, the, the physics of it, the, all that. But there's something <laughs> deeper, if, too. And so I think I it's so important. say it another way, Charlie, it's like, you know, when you first come into a physical form, you only see black and white through the receptors in your eyes. Mm -hmm. And if you practice and you're told and you connect with, you're able to receive um, the rainbows, the different colors, you're able to differentiate those out. Mm -hmm. And when you start tuning your body to what's happening to the moon, to the sun, to the Saturn, to the different planets, or the seasons of the earth, your brain waves and you begin reprogramming your wellness. Mm -hmm. And what's amazing is these places that Helen has led people like the Dalai Lama, she's led mm -hmm. people to different temples and different experiences, and she's built relationships with people in Mexico. These locations are where music meets your brain waves mm -hmm. and if and your ability to reprogram yourself and your wellness it's so extraordinary helen and let me let me get helen on on that because that is truly extraordinary helen you have you know, uh, Dr. Sari, who was just talking about how you uh, you had a, a personal relationship or you knew the Dalai Lama, you've led it. Could you share? I mean, we've we've got some major synergy that's happening right here because, you know, I uh, just a few years back, I uh, I had the opportunity to meet Pope Francis. I had a, a personal meeting there at the Vatican with him. And it was, you know, I see those things as, as sacred moments, sacred events. Could you share with our audience here um, just a little bit about how you met the Dalai Lama and your experiences and 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 how you became a shaman well uh, okay uh, uh, everything's perfect but I have not become a shaman well you, well okay not a shaman <laughs> but you are leading people that's true I, I'll yes, take that back I, I've become a true light got it okay a true light that 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 has been able to open up other people's hope open up their that's why I went to work with so many gang members, and they all, I gave, they came to me and 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 said, you know, wh what can we do? And and I and I said, Look, just trust in your own goodness. Yeah. And it was strange because I made truces. I took them uh, traveling through the world. I took them to the United Nations. They won other prizes. Um, but I do that as one thing at a time. I, I, I work with the, the Maya. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this is when I was a practical. I was, I was a, a filmmaker and I was um, uh, working in, this, in the scene, right? Mm -hmm. And, and um, they, 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 uh, they said to me, um, um, hold on a sec. I just want to say something. If I stutter a little bit, I had a stroke a couple of whatever's a lot go, so I, every once in a while I was like, whoop, like, <laughs> <That's laughs> we, come back, come back. <laughs> we uh, we so understand, like, Helen. No, you're perfect. I, Everything is just fine. I had a stroke, woo-hoo. <laughs> 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 
And you're doing marvelously. Yes, and you were part of the film industry for a long time. I mean, you come from a family that was involved with that, right? Yes, yes. I mean, you knew knew Marilyn Monroe, right? Yes. Well, I had dinner. She came to our home. I spent all days with her. Yes. I bought her that sweater everybody sees, that beautiful sweater. My mom did, actually. And uh, actually, it was very interesting for me because I was 19. And I was with, and, and all the pop, I was standing with her most of the time because my dad said, you know, you keep an eye on her, make sure she's okay. Um, um, someone in the business called us, said she's coming, so keep an eye on her. So I, I felt the sadness of all these people, bah, 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 you know, so I tried to pull her away from it. And um, we, she had dinner with us mm. in one of those days. and. She was like a child. Yeah. She was a family. You know, my brother smacked my other brother or something, and, and my mom said, stop it, boys. And, you know, so she said, I'm so happy. I have not had a family dinner for countless years. Wow. And I, wow. Felt, <laughs> I felt like she was a, my, my sister, my, my younger sister that I had to protect. You know, and and I I got to see that part of her. Yeah. You know, and when we took her up to uh, up to the the Luca, she was uh, the reason we were doing all that is because my mom was de- decorating her house in Mexico, from with Mexico things in the United States. So they're in close contact. So that's how it happened. But but um, she she she's a, she's a light, and she's I believe she's still around because mm-hmm. her light is so powerful. It's in so many houses. Everybody talks about her, and it's like the wounded light, the wounded light that keeps shining and shining and shining yeah. and shining to make other people happy. Well, she has captured our imagination. No question about that. Her yes. image, her feeling, her experience, her woundedness. I mean, she um, was so much love. She, she just expressed love. Exactly. And, and Dr. Sarah, could you share, I mean, your impressions on that are so right on point about um, what Doc, what Marilyn was about. We, we get to learn from Marilyn Monroe. We get to learn from the, and I love, I love that Charlie, I think you were calling me the shaman, right? I am the shaman. (laughs) So grateful to have started that way. And, Marilyn and so many that are raw um, um, can wasn't taught the ways in which to get her physical self and her mental self and her emotional self safe. Mm-hmm. And rituals and ceremony are such a beautiful way to get yourself safe. Mm-hmm. And um, when you create a ritual or a ceremony, and I think of so many of the stars today, and I think of so each person that's suffering or in pain or doesn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. If you start a ritual every day, you can start finding out what you need to do within that ritual. Mm-hmm. And so one of the early rituals that I took on when I was healing that I, I believe would have helped Marilyn Monroe 
is this idea that every day I was marrying the now current moment mm. and I was leaving the past behind. So I would put on my clothes ceremoniously, something old, something new, mm -hmm. something borrowed, something blue. And so I've got a part of this <laughs> earring that's old and my um, beautiful Zoe Raven is a designer. She took the old and made this earring new. She added components to it. These are from the 80s, late, late, late 80s clip-ons before my ears were pierced <laughs> and I still had them. And so, so something old, something new, something mm -hmm. borrowed. A friend left this at uh, Hot Springs where my last birthday party was and um, she left it there. And so it's something borrowed and all something blue. Mm. And that ritual every day puts me into my body and mm. into the current moment. And every time I do that ritual, it, it, it gives me energy. Mm -hmm. And so whenever there's a challenge or emotions or pain or trauma, I know I have to get dressed mm -hmm. and I know I have to put this on and I know I have to go out there and I've married the day and a, the consciousness of the day, the earth, all of it is alive and wherever I go to be a bridge of that. Mm -hmm. And what was beautiful about Marilyn and about Helen's friendship and also with the Dalai Lama and her work that she's done with diplomats and with the UN, what's amazing about that is she's been witness to so many rituals and so many ceremonies mm -hmm. and so much comes through her physical channel and all the beings, people, land, elders that she's connected with. And in a few days, um, and I know Helen's website, Parallel Travels, this, this amazing place of being able to travel within yourself, mm -hmm. go to these oh. sacred places. Helen, wh what would you share about the Dalai Lama's, the ceremonies or the rituals that you've done with the Dalai Lama or um, anything with the UN or with um, the gang members that you helped? Any, any of the elders or guides that we're going to meet in parallel travels? Well, one thing I didn't mention is that my my magic is light and spirit. Mm, that's it's beautiful. That's great. And that's my <laughs> connecting people. Like, wake up your light. Wake up your spirit. Oh. That's my magic. That's how it's happened always. You know, I, I walk down the street and people don't even know me and they smile. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you have a very magnetic personality. It's just, you want, I just so, feel good when I'm around you, for sure. I feel like a fairy that just goes ping <laughs> with light and happiness and everybody goes, oh, I'm awake. I can do it. <laughs> and, and I've had the hardest guys do this. And also, I, I was the, the one that started the torch of, hope when and the children's torch of hope and they carried it and the Dalai Lama consecrated the the torch that the that the um, the United Nations had uh -huh. that went around 
and turned it into the children's torch of hope. Could you explain that, what that torch of hope is for the audience that may not know what the the context of it? It, Was it, it, go ahead. Okay, we started two years before with my mentor and and, um, I have a little glitch of her name at the moment, (laughs) but my, my great mentor. And, and we trained children in different countries. We talked to people. She worked in the United Nations and different things uh, uh, um, related to children and people. So we, what we did is we had people in every country possible train children. I, I trained street children. Mm-hmm. I trained uh, 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 kids from indigenous and we we had our, our our big events and what what we had four day events and events in those events what what do you want from adults how do you want the world to be what do you want to have and they had to, we they crafted this, this document putting all the the most of the children in the world say take care of the birth take care of the planet take care of the animals take care of the children mm-hmm. you know and and so we we did we did a major event and traveled uh, with the torch all through the United States from one part to the other with the United Nations. And entering with the United Nations, tor- with that torch, was one young indigenous boy from Mexico. Wow. <laughs> wow. What an and exciting the experience. Chose who they wanted to be, so it was nothing any adult did, you know. So, so that torch. Then I took it to Greece, and the children of Greece received it, and we took it through Greece. And so, so I wanted to add that. My thing is bring the light, bring the torch to catch the, the torch carrier. Well, uh, in Greece, when you mentioned places like Greece, that's uh, and I have a very special. Uh, Greece has a very special place in my heart, and and because uh, I've traveled there many times, and have worked with a lot of their ancient healing uh, traditions, and the and the recognition and the importance of going back to the rituals and ceremonies. You know, they really had a grasp and the understanding of the importance. They had the Eleusinian uh, mysteries that they would go through and they would submerge themselves in the water and they would be reborn. It was a, a, a death, birth, recycle or cycling. And I know how important that is. Uh, I just recently did a ritual for veterans at a retreat that I was uh, co-leading up in Montana this past year. And one of the things that we had to do was part of that cleansing and purification and ritual. Uh, we had, did a fire and a water ceremony. And in the water ceremony, what we did is very much this idea of letting go of something and cleansing something of their spirit. And they would come in and they would put this rock and stone in, the, in the, this barrel and I placed my hand on their heart, and then they dove into this pool that was there, and they submerged and washed themselves like they would wash, you know, warriors that would wash themselves clean for in the Jordan River or something like that. So, and they came up, and they were different. They were different, and that they were cleansed. And so, could you, Helen and, and Dr. Sarah, and, and Helen, let's start first. How has ritual and ceremony impacted you, and why? Okay, um, it's very interesting that as a child I had dreams of all of this, mm-hmm. but because my parents were very practical, very practical, um, I had no 
uh, relationship to it till I went to Mexico. Mm -hmm. and, and then that's where I started uh, first having dreams and, and, and my dreams, one of my dreams said that I was a, a, a Mayan priestess. Mm -hmm. And I said, Daddy, I'm a priestess. So what are you, what are you, what are you? <laughs> well, well, guess what? It ended up happening. Wow. Because a Mayan identified me as that when they couldn't do their ceremonies, the, the government said they, you cannot do your ceremonies of closing your, your 5,600 year. And, and because it's a, this, is, this is, belongs to the government, the Teotihuacan, and you can't do any ceremony. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's that, so what happened is, is I, no, that was the Mayans, that was in the South. And the Mayans, um, they declared me a priestess mm -hmm. when he saw me. I to pick him up at the airport. I said, um, what, somebody, okay, Jim Barinholtz was a musician for the Mayan music, so he called him, he says, I'm coming to the United States, we, we have a problem. So I say, I'll go to the airport. And I go to the, and he goes, Oh, how how clever of you to become a priestess! I mean, how clever of you become a white person as a priestess? <laughs> and right. guess what? Just a year before I drowned. Uh huh. Oh wow! Now you drowned. And yeah, and the water was taking me out to Cuba. I couldn't I couldn't fight it. Wow. And all of a sudden, I go down, and two Mayan priestesses come out with white outfits mm. and plants and go. Right to my face, and they say, "Go back, go back. Remember the promise. Remember the promise." And all of a sudden, I'm on top of the water, not fighting. I'm going swimming around the thing. Uh, they pull me out. I see a conch. I was I had not had anything to do with indigenous people at all up to that point. Mm -hmm. I lift up the conch. I thought I was just born out of it. I was shaking. I go home. And uh, I, unfortunately, I, I, I was overworked and everything else, and my daughter was doing it. And my dad says, come back to the States, heal yourself. And, and the, the Mayan ladies came up and said, remember the promise. Remember the promise. Okay, and I go there. I pick up this Mayan who says, how clever of you to be a white woman. Remember the promise. <laughs> You, you fulfilled it. And I'm like, you know, all my skin going, yeah. You know, and inside of myself, like, yeah, baby, yeah, sure. I've heard everything, you know. So what ended up happening is that he told me that they couldn't do their ceremonies. So I was very foxy. I went down to the Mexican government with a beautiful storyboard of a film we're going to do about the Mayans, and we're going to make it as authentic as possible. And we, he says, okay, you have permission to do all the, you have two weeks at, in all the temples, you can come work day and night for the film. I forgot to do the film. <laughs> <laughs> so you were actually like um, called to this. You actually I'm had a calling you. with like the with the Mayans and the priestesses coming in, and having a near death experience where you 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 drown, you literally drown, and yeah. you're you're caught in the current, 
and these priestesses, they, this, the, the, the supernatural world called to you and reminded yes. you of that promise. Uh, Dr. Sarah, let me uh, bring you in as that, too. About that story, just a little bit more, and then I'll answer the question. (laughs) But just to summarize it, um, Helen was married to the industry, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Her family was brought back to the U.S. Um, Marilyn Monroe invited, uh, basically, when they moved back to the U.S., young, amazing Helen in her petite littleness (laughs) and her cute gowns and um, Hollywood parties and invited into that environment, knew this background. And then without knowing all of the ceremony and the routines, got connected in the spirit world in a near-death experience. And in that near-death experience, her receptors, her memory, parts of her opened up. And then in that, she was able to create and use everything she knew to make sure that she kept her promise Mm -hmm. and kept the ritual. And she didn't know moment by moment what the next step was, but she used (laughs) what she knew to make sure that the energy that existed before time, the energy embodying her physical vessel was able to go into and create a shared experience Mm. that was prophesized about, uh, discussed in multiple cultures. And so many people right now are waking up to that reality. It's so extraordinary. They know that ceremony is calling, these places are calling. Mm -hmm. They know there's a sacred promise that they made and the elementals within them, when you get into a daily ritual for yourself, when you get into understanding the system that the moon and the sun and all of the different calendars, right? We currently go by the Gregorian calendar, Mm -hmm. majority of the world, Chinese calendar they go by as well. And um, there are Greek calendars and there are Mayan and Celtic and seasonal calendars. Mm -hmm. And where you intersect with those calendars becomes apparent to you when you start creating a ritual, participating in ceremonies for what you want to celebrate, all of those things coming forward, Charlie. Could I add a little something? Sure, Helen, you can, absolutely, yes. <laughs> okay, um, uh, people can look at a, a video called The Great Mayan Initiation, and the, they can see the whole thing that we did. Which leads to uh, this whole idea of, you know, I think rites of passages, uh, initiations are so important. And uh, a part of that is the, the, the rituals. We've forgotten how to be able to help our youth, help ourselves move through different stages of life. And those rites of passages helped us to move that. You were, you were initiated into it. And sometimes that initiation could be uh, a trauma. It could be uh, a loss of life. It could be what we're all going through right now, a major transformation that's happening globally. It's not just happening on a microcosm. It's happening globally to us. 
And it can offer, it, it tends to bring up our shadows. It tends to bring up the things that we, uh, we have been hiding uh, from ourselves and from others. And it, it, it tends to separate us and put us into camps. And all of this is part of an alchemical process that is transforming us. We're going to be different after this, this beginning, this, this, this uh, initiation that we're all on. And it is a rite of passage. We still have some semblance of those rites of passages in our in our spiritual foundations and traditions. Uh, in ca- in Catholicism, for example, you have uh, communion and uh, confirmation. Um, in the Jewish tradition, you have the bar mitzvahs. In, in uh, Hispanic cultures, South American cultures, you have the the quinceañeras and the different things that allow for those things. And I think what you're really tapping into is this need, this, this really unconscious need for us to tap back into these rituals that help us to move through these difficult times. Am I wrong in saying this? Or, Helen, what do you think? You're right on point, right on point. And, and um, also, I just wanted to say um, that the Mayans believe that Mayans reincarnate in any kind of, of uh, um, um, they reincarnate as a African, as a Greek, as a, that they come back, our spirit is not, not you don't come back to the same uh, beingness, you know, you, mm-hmm. can, you can come back in any other one. But, but, but regarding, um, oh my goodness, like, <laughs> what are those those again? Oh, in the I'm 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 Celtic. Yes, you, you know? are so, very so Celtic. I, yes, I we talked about that. <laughs> the Celtic stuff. So I told yeah. Maya and I said, I said, you know, okay, I, I, I provided all this for everybody. What about you know our Celtic? He says when when we go to the event on those two weeks, every culture that comes can do a ceremony from their culture. Ah. That's fantastic. At, at, at all our Mayan sites, because we acknowledge that there's Mayans and Mayan spirit mm-hmm. in, in every place. So, so you'll see it, me with high feathers and, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I did a Celtic ceremony with all women dressed in white, and 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 we had the men come in and die. Uh, uh, and and uh, for minutes, and then come back out, and how they wanted to be. They went into the circle, and and, mm-hmm. uh, and they came out like a birthing, and and there was so the, a lot of cultures are just our culture. Mm-hmm. The Mayan are. I just wanted to, they're galactic. Well, and uh, and Dr. Sarah, what do you think about that? This need for this rites of passages is it something that we've lost along the way, and that. Something deep inside of us is calling to that. And then how are you taking these rituals and ceremonies and taking it with you on these parallel travels with Helen that you're going to be doing here in a couple weeks? And so, I mean, I want to kind of like make that that connection here. Let's make the connection. It's so beautiful. So um, how do we how do we get into these um timelines is what I'm going to call them, mm. right? Um, and I love that I grew up in New Orleans and went to mostly Catholic schools and mostly had that experience of catechism, along with growing up in the East 
and having all of the traditions that came from that. And then being in the French Quarter in New Orleans and having sort of the energy of um, the, the moon and the sun and being a child during those experiences with the grandmother that said, always look further, always mm. see what's simmering in the energy field, so to speak. So when you cook food, for example, you smell every vegetable, every spice that goes into that food that activates something within you and you begin partnering with your food mm. and the food can become something very, very healing for you. Well, oh my gosh, to go sit at the feet of the guides that Helen has created relationships with that know how to take a smell and create mm. the healing for someone that might be coming or to reset themselves because they're connected to higher intelligence. That's what the catechism classes or um, learning a new language classes or even participating, you know, the ceremonies that you lead or the classes or listening to all of the podcasts that have been created. Mm -hmm. It does something within your rewiring of your brain mm -hmm. to be with and open to people around you experiences and to experience yourself mm -hmm. in a new way because you sat with people that experienced themselves differently from you mm -hmm. and you allowed your heart to open to that you allow the earth and the the connection that only comes in those places and mm -hmm. um, if i were to say that another way right we, you remember how you belong to the people around you. You remember how you belong to the earth. Mm -hmm. You remember how you belong to the cosmos in ceremony and ritual by sitting with people who remember mm -hmm. how they belong and how different calendars belong to you and all. Yeah. So, well, yeah. it's sitting in with those, and I, and, and I love the way what you're saying there, Dr. Sarah. And it's also, there's a wisdom that you get, and, I, and it's just, you know, that we used to have a, such a, at least in, in my um, a family ecosystem, was being able to sit with the elders. You, you, you sat with your, your grandparents and your uncles and your aunts and your grandmothers, and you, you sat and you listened and you got wisdom. Whether you were, they were talking, you didn't have to know the language, and I didn't because they immigrated from Italy. But, and, and so there was a language barrier, but you just sat with them, and there was a wisdom that they carried from their life experiences and connections to the land and, and the way they farmed, the way they carried themselves, their ceremonies, their, 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 their faith that they had, their devotions, and you, you absorbed that. It became a part of you. And so when you're with, you're with indigenous peoples like uh, Helen is with, and, and you are, Dr. Sarah, you are, you're getting something from them, even though they're, they may be just lighting a fire <laughs> or doing something or like this, right, Helen? Right? Oh, oh, it just, it, it comes in. It mm -hmm. just, it filters in, it filters in without words. Yeah. Well, how did you, how did you meet these people, Helen? Could you share? And, and what people? The, the, the indigenous people that you're working with in Mexico for all of these uh, journeys that you're taking. <laughs> 
people on that we're, we're about to, to 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 let everybody know about this this travel this that you're taking people on very soon. Okay, well, um, part of it was is that um, I, I was going back and forth from the states and in Mexico. Well, once this Mayan thing happened. So many other people came because other nations came and everything else. But then at some point, uh, I started, oh, I started working in 1990 with a chief. Uh, because after the event, uh, there was an event in Sedona. And a, a Greek friend went, went there, my friend, my Greek friend, we went there. And there was Chief Phil Lane. Mm. Oh, my goodness. I have traveled with him. He, he, he's a Yankton Sioux. His, his mother and his dad are, he's a, a heck. <laughs> 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 he has a big title. Yes, he, do, yes, he does. He is. <laughs> Both of his parents are from different tribes, blah, blah, blah. But his dad, but he ended up in one of those schools and stuff like that. So he, he has a lot of the white men's teachings. But, but with him, we ended up doing so many ceremonies up and down the Americas that now is like um, we spent it in, in Panama alone, we spent three years going like, like uh, two months every, like two or three times a, a year. So the, uh, you know, and then I started taking and I started wanting to, okay, this is my vision that I had. My vision was that I find that I found out that the boats that came to conquer the people in the Americas mm -hmm. were the sacred trees that the, that the Celts had, mm -hmm. and the, the trees are the most important for the Celts. It's like that every month it has a name of a tree, mm -hmm. you know. So <laughs> yeah. they, I found out that those boats, those the, their forests got lost pushed down and turned into boats that go due to the same thing that they did to the to the Celts back there. Mm -hmm. So I said, I couldn't help something back then. I couldn't help it. Yep. So I you can can't. help it here. Yep. I can help it now. That's right. I can start taking the indigenous nations up and down to meet each other, do ceremonies together, know each other, have relationships. So I've been, I've been up and down the Americas Introducing these to those, to these, to those, to those, the Hopi. I, I, I ran the Hopi run in Mexico, everything. We ran the Aztecas back up to the thing. So my whole thing has been uniting all the tribes that, that got cut off, cut off, cut off. And it became my life's work. Wow. And then I go, I go with the Dalai Lama when he came to Mexico. He, I, I was next to him because I was with him since... Uh, uh, he was in um, uh, Costa Rica and then Mexico and then the States. But anyway, at first in, Mex in Costa Rica. But when I was there and the Mexican government said, when he, oh, he said to them, what, are, what has happened? I'd like to ask you a question to the government. Um, because we don't have our, our temples anymore. We are... We had to flee. Mm -hmm. we, we don't have a home. Yeah. Uh, and we're starting to disperse. We might become extinct. Yeah. What happened to the Aztecas? And you go, oh, 
The Aztecas have been, oh, they've been extinct for 1,400 years. I can't tell you, I actually turned red. I got so angry. Yeah. Because they are, the Aztecas did not have permission at all to do any ceremonies in their major temples, just like the Mayans. Because it's bad for tourism. Okay? <laughs> no, no, that's right. yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> not good. It's, it's not good. It's not good. And, and, and that's and true. That's a second, yeah. second into it, money that comes into, they have oil and then tourism. Yeah. The second. So I got so mad that I, then, well, I started I think the, the beauty of the relationships <laughs> that you've built up and down from. Um, I love that you brought Chief Phil Lane to mm -hmm. Los Angeles, and he was on our podcast, and he introduced him to so many, and at the same time, elders, shamans, daykeepers from Costa Rica, El Salvador, um, the, the, you brought stories up and down, oral traditions. Mm -hmm. One of the most beautiful things about the oral traditions are they pass down history orally. They don't necessarily write it down because mm -hmm. it's left to interpretation. Mm -hmm. And you have to earn the right to sit with the elders. And what's so beautiful and what's so amazing is Helen, the, the thread that weaves through all of her life is introducing great people yeah. to other great people and doing as guided by energy, love, forces. Helen, I know on Miracle Makers, you shared a story about at age four, um, being in a church and seeing a painting crying mm -hmm. and that crying activating oh, a force Saint with Michael. St. Michael's painting activating you being the angel at time and rescuing babies and bringing forward. Can you share that story about how old you were when the painting uh, communicated with you? Yeah, I, th I think I, w I was around nine. And what happened was is that I was in Mexico and all my little girlfriends had their communions and so I would go to the Catholic church and, and then you have, you have a it's a statue of St. Michael, like like right on top of me, like right over there, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm looking at him because I was a child prone to visions, okay? Many visions, many. Mm -hmm. And I saw a tear coming down his eyes. And I, and I looked up and I said, what, why are you crying? You're an angel. Oh. <laughs> why, why are you crying? He said, well, it's that I can only do so much in your world, in your material world. Mm -hmm. And I need people to help me. And mm -hmm. I said, oh, I'll help you. I'll help you whatever you want to do. I'll do it. I'll help you. And Michael said, my heart is filled. You will heal me. Wow, wow, what a beautiful story, and my goodness. And then all goodness. of a sudden I hear the priest going, ah, and I go, oh, oh, back to the world, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, no, it's amazing those kinds of visions and dreams uh, that we have. 
that uh, draw us into a calling or into a purpose or to a higher purpose that we forget. You know, and so all of us, you know, I had a dream of a jaguar coming into a temple and I could actually feel the jaguar above me. I mean, it was like, oh, my goodness. And it was like mothering and nurturing me and, and taking care of me. And then it heard the outside world coming in. It was a Mayan uh, coming in with a broom uh, or Guatemalan, uh, a friend of mine. And he, he, he brushed that jaguar away, shoot him away. So it was but it was a reminder that there was something much larger going on and that there were other forces that I needed to be aware of and acknowledge. And it was my initiation, my dream awakening, or one of them that I had, that was saying You're, um, there is a bigger cause that you are called to, and we're watching and we're there, and this is that, this is that dream that's going to awaken you to, to take more steps in this direction. So... I think we get that when we're when we're called to to make a difference and to bring peoples together and uh, to take them on the journey to reacquaint themselves with the spirit within them and the soul within them. I would love uh, now we've got a few minutes left, uh, Helen and Dr. Sarah, to talk about this this trip that you're both going to take. And uh, if we could start with Dr. Sarah, just kind of share where it is. And what you're planning on doing, and then Helen, just the, the nitty gritty of it, of what's what people can expect on this trip that you're going to take here in a couple of weeks. Charlie, I'm so grateful. It's um, this is beautiful, Helen Samuel's journey, and I'm so excited. When she told me about it, I said, I am coming to sit with the guides, to sit with and be part of this amazing world. We are meeting, there's 68 languages that are spoken in Mexico, Mm -hmm. and we have an amazing itinerary of being in Mexico City and at the pyramids, being picked up and shuttled and taken to and participating in sweat lodges and um, eating in places and dining with as the guest of people that Helen knows. Mm. And so the second she told me about the trip, I'm like, I am going. And so I'm going as a guest of Helen's of generating this next layer of communication, storytelling, joy and possibility. And it's a very small number of people that we can take with us. And for me, the locations are so important because these have been connected to calendars and time space. Mm. It's so fun to say that, right? (laughs) Um, Beyond ourselves and they recenter us. And so um, that's, I'm so, I'm so excited to be one of the retreat guides. I'm going to have you go into the processes within yourself to really be able to know what your dreams mean, Mm -hmm. what your body's here to do, what, oh my gosh, this journey, the callings that are coming through and to really help you reset during this journey. It is Helen's journey. And I am so excited to be the guest of her guides, to be Helen's guest and to meet all of those that are, it's truly 
those people that made a promise or have a longing or know they've got to do this to reset themselves. Mm. They're the ones that are called. And so I'm so grateful to be of service joyfully, blissfully (laughs) (laughs) into that. And so how to take it from there. Well, I'd like to say um, this is seems like it's last minute but it is the thing is is that we had to conform to the time frames of the elders mm. wow you know okay. they they were not available at some other points so especially the aztecas you know they they were not available so we had to just say okay we'll squeeze it in hoping that we can get enough people and i know it would be really for me, I dreamt of this journey as a child, knowing that the inner rainbow warriors would be initiated and activated to the next level. For me, I know this is just like going to Egypt was a destiny trip, going to the Vatican and Italy and Sicily, and many of them, this was when the invite came in. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that my schedule opened, blossomed, for this, <laughs> it's, um, as well as for the Aztecas, for the Nahuatl-speaking people, for all of the different people. It's it's an alignment of people, it's an alignment of places, Mm. and it's an alignment of those that are called to come. Right. Yes. Also, the thing is that um, the the Aztecas are so happy that we're coming. (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're, they're going to receive you w- with fire, you know, the Poshkol meat, and they're ha- making all kinds of preparations. You're going to be going home with different gifts they're be going, going to be giving you. And they're, they they have their own food that they planted the same way forever, and they're going to treat you to that. And, and also, uh, the Mexico City Hotel is adorable. It's a magnificent and and. And the grandmother, that is one of, she's so elderly. And she says, oh, Helenita, Helenita, of course I'll be there for you. And so so if we had to get that one moment that we could get her. And she's amazing. She does the, the moon dance, mm. not the sun dance. She does the moon dance with the women. We're not going to do a moon dance. But, but then we're going to, there's a <laughs> sacred place. The Just so you know, I am going to dance. She's going to dance. We're going to do it. It's the moon and the sun. And what I'm saying is, we, it's so beautiful because we don't know what's going to happen yet as we are as the guest of them. Yeah, yeah. the moon yeah. dance is like uh, 400 people going around in the moon dance room a week. But <laughs> it sounds, we'll, it's... We'll dance with the moon, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I know, I know you will, Helen, for it sure. Does. No <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, so we, one thing. We're, sure. We're going to be in... The, the place is actually called the Sacred Forest, the, uh, the wow. wet water forest. And people go pilgrimaging once a year a million or more people come to that place and we're going and we have it for the off season it's all to us where a water comes out of a tree that's hundreds of years old like if it's birthing water and that water is so miraculous that 
a hundred years ago, the Catholic Church put a church right behind it. Because <laughs> Well, they know they, they, that's right. They wanted the sacredness. <laughs> they understood that. Uh, this is amazing, um, Dr. Sarah and Helen. This has been, we are at the top of the hour here. I just want to do a quick shout out to the station. Thank you, KUHS TV Radio Denver, for being the host and the platform here for the council. Uh, you have been an inspiration. And, Henry, thank you for everything that you do in the back there to make all the magic happen, to make it happen seamlessly and effortlessly, and to be allowing to uh, bring people, to bring these stories, to bring these efforts that are going on around the world, to bring our world together and to bring healing in transformation in profound ways. So thank you, KUHS. We are the live, the stream. We're broadcasting live here in Denver, Colorado, all across the nation and all around the world. So thank you to all of you who tune into the council. Every other week we are here on Fridays from 1 to 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time every other Friday. And uh, before we close, I would just love for uh, both of you I uh, want to make sure that you uh, say where people can go if they want to sign up for this journey, if they are called yes. to it, how they can sign up and, and what they need to do. And then if both of you would just give me, I always ask my guests before we close out the show, if you could, um, one bit of wisdom, if you could give one bit of wisdom from your life experience, what would it be? Helen, why don't we start first? Um, address people with love, compassion, joy, and understanding at all times. Oh, yeah. Amen to that. So beautiful. Yeah, that's beautiful. <laughs> ah. and, and also, um, the, 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 um, I was going to say that they can, that, that people can just call me. There's a phone number on my website. So you can, they can call me if they want to be interested. Okay, and the, the website will be on the recording, and you'll be able to uh, go ahead and, and uh, log into it, and it'll be there. Uh, so, and so the website is um, paralleltravels.com. Helen Samuel's number is 818-531-5187. That number again, 818 and it's um, paralleltravels.com. And this is the first of many trips that Helen is going to lead. Um, the reason parallel travels, right, that you travel from the inside, your inner vision, your inner knowing, and also outside mm -hmm. in like a hummingbird. The, the logo for it is a hummingbird. Because, oh my gosh, you get to, um, uh, Helen is someone that savors the nectar from each flower and pollinates and cross-pollinates and travels interdimensionally. And so that being able to reach there and that number again for Helen is 818-531-5187. I'm so glad, Charlie. Thank you for the incredible work that you do. And I would say completely, um, my wisdom is to really create your visions, to be in the current moment, mm. and to uh, rehearse 
rehearse the good things, rehearse the bliss, rehearse the love. And so be here now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that totally works, yeah. Dr. Just be here now. Thank you, Jerry. This is a you're welcome, Helen. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Dr. Sarah. This has been a, a wonderful, and I know that everybody who's tuned in and listened has been inspired and healed and, and in, in, invigorated by the show today. So thank yes. you both for being here. Folks, we are we're done for today. Uh, thank you so much. The council is adjourned. May you all be well. May you all be free of pain and suffering. May you all be whole. We will be back very soon. God bless you all. Have a happy Thanksgiving and Indigenous Day as well. Bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was so much fun, Charlie. Thank you so much.